This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 376. I will say that one of the challenges that that companies have is going, kind of going back to everyone gets rah rah about you know creating the vision and all of that, and then even creating the process. You can get a little rah rah about it as well, but following the process and sticking to it that can be difficult, and that is where you have to make it a habit. We do a lot on, a, on quarterly systems, and so you know one of the things that we'll do is we'll have like this is our main goal this quarter, and, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll get pushback, and somebody will go, but it shouldn't that just be somebody's job? Shouldn't that just be like, dude, why does that have to be their goal this quarter? And I and I always go, it's not a habit, and until it's a habit. It's gotta be a goal that we really focus on. And then once it becomes something that we're doing so regularly that we don't have to say it anymore, that's when we know that we're following the process and we're getting the results that we want to. I would say that just creating the process is, is not, not enough. You have to actually follow through and put those mechanisms in to be able to uh, to get that structure uh, that you need to, to know what you're doing and hit your goals hopefully week over week, month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year. That was marketing expert. Austin LaRouche, sharing with us the importance of structure when it comes to our marketing behavior. We don't want to do random acts of marketing, but in fact, have a structure and a plan. And that's what we talk about in this episode of The Star Coach Show. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to have you here. We have a great show for you today. And it's a timely show because it is talking about the importance of having a plan, having structure when we engage in our marketing. We really need to have a plan, a foundation for anything that we build our business on. And my guest today is going to help us understand different buckets of purpose that our marketing goes into so that you can have a better intention when it comes to what you're doing for marketing to get the kinds of results you want. So we're definitely going to get a lot of great information. I'll tell you more about our guest in just a minute. I'm Meg Rentschler. I am the host of the show. And as we are Entering into February, one month down already from 2024, I would encourage you to be thinking about, are you just randomly being kind of bopped around by the waves of life and and just responding to what's being kind of impacting you and in front of you? Or are you making a plan and intention? I want you to get out of the waves and, and being bopped around and actually get into the boat and navigate your course forward. And that's why we do the Star Coach Show, to give you the kinds of tools and strategies and resources you need to thrive in whatever you're doing in your life. And definitely, if you're a coach who is working with people within a company, you still need to have a brand and a plan. If you're a coach who is building your own business, an entrepreneur, or maybe even working in an organization that offers coaching as one of their coaches. All of these things, we still need to think about. How are we building our skills? How are we getting our identity out there in the way of brand and business? And how are we changing organizations, uh, helping leaders thrive, helping 
employees feel valued and empowered. That's what we do. I'm excited and really honored to continue on this path with you where we talk about these important things each and every week. So this week, we're really looking at our business foundation, the kinds of things that we do to scale our businesses, to get our initial uh, our initial footing if need be, and then scale thereafter. And so I've got a perfect guest for you today. I am visiting with Austin LaRouche, who is the CEO of ATAC Interactive, and he's the creator of M2S, which is Marketing to Sales. It's a framework that is a growth system that, that really synchronizes strategy and execution in a simple, pragmatic plan for business owners. And so I asked Austin to join us today so that we could talk about entrepreneurs, we are in a place of needing to get our message out, needing to have a plan around marketing. And while Austin's company usually does business to business marketing plans, we are, even as, you know, maybe business to consumer, for those of you who are directly targeting um, people who are going to engage with you specifically and, and buy their own coaching from you, or if you're looking toward working with organizations and how am I going to get in front of decision makers? We're talking about how do we market in such a way to make those kinds of things happen. Austin himself is an entrepreneur, but he has a passion of helping other business owners see their vision come to light. We're going to be talking about vision in the interview today. His company motto is strength and structure, where he and his team watch their clients grow from those random acts of marketing into an organized operation that really can measure and optimize success at every stage of their journey. And so that's what we're looking at today. We're uh, asked Austin to give you some specific examples of things that you can do. And um, I believe that by the end of this interview, you're going to have some more ideas of, do I have a plan? What bucket are my different activities going in? Do I know the purpose? Because if we don't know the purpose, we're not as intentional as we need to be. So let's go to my interview with Austin. Austin LaRoche, welcome to the Star Coach Show. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. So, you know, at the Star Coach Show, we've got different kinds of shows. And one of the kinds of shows that I think is so needed is the foundational aspects of how do we create the kind of structure that helps us be successful. Because if we want to get our coaching into the world, we need to have something that supports us, a, a business that supports us. We need to do marketing, but before we can even get to marketing, we need to have some kind of a, a structure, some foundational elements. And we're going to talk about all of that today. So put on your seatbelts, everybody. We got a lot going on. Austin, what is it that you enjoy about working with businesses to get these elements in place so that they can be successful? Well, I feel like every business owner uh, or, you know, uh, let's just say decision maker, everybody's got a vision, right? And having a vision is super important. And it's one of those things that, uh, you know, it comes very natural to me. So 
I didn't realize that it's not necessarily the, the, uh, the same for everybody else. So when people have a vision, they, they have this, I always say that they have the promised land. I always ask them, paint the promised land, paint it for me. And sometimes it's murky and I got to have to, to kind of, you know, go in there and grab the, the, the paintbrush and help them uh, do the strokes a little bit. But, but ultimately, I think people have a, somewhat of an idea of how to get to the promised land or what, what the promised land looks like. And that is where the gap is and where I love to come in is being able to create the process and the structure they need to get there. So we do that mostly through a marketing and sales lens. Uh, and our consultative approach really, it, we, we try and break things down, right? I was uh, speaking with somebody recently and we were talking about marketing and he had, he had hired a outsourced CMO uh, a couple months back and they'd been working together about six months. And, you know, right now we're like working on our message and we're really kind of trying to hone that in. Before, and I was like, wait, like six months? Like it's at some point you got We're still trying know. to hone? Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, and I get it. Like, especially on the B two C side, uh, there are a lot of people who really want to make sure that brand is everything that they they, they want it to be as perfect as, as possible. Uh, I would say on the B two B side, and just working with me, part of that is is we try and make quicker decisions uh, because we definitely believe that even though we come up with some of the best communication known to man, we're going to A/B test that. And we're going to let data tell us how our audience is reacting to it before we just go in and say, this is the way, this is the message, this is exactly how we're going to put it. I love so that. We, let me interrupt you for just a yeah. second, because I want everybody to hear a couple of things that Austin said. A, anybody who's confused, B to C is your business directly to a consumer or to the customer. B to B is if your business markets to another business. And that you don't just kind of dream it up and then hope put it out there. You are using data to drive the decisions. And I just wanted everybody to kind of hear that. Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. So when we we first, the first question you asked before I started going all over the place, because sometimes I'm an excited golden retriever like that, uh, is, um, is, you know, how we, we set that foundation. I really feel like there's four elements. And the first one I mentioned was vision, right? Helping people own that. What does that promised land look like? What, you know, and, and maybe that's a five, 10 years out promised land. What does one year look like? Right. And then going into those goals and, and making sure we understand what it is we're trying to do. And then the next one is, is communications. And man, you can, you can pay a comms firm a lot on it to build a lot of different types of comms. But at the end of the day, it's really trying to break it down and simplify it. You know, what are your value propositions? You know, what is it that you're, what's the change that you're bringing to your target market? If your target market has their own version of a promised land, which is where they want to go, how are you or your product or your service going to help them get that? And how do we just articulate that in a very simple, clear, and concise way? So we try and simplify comms in that regard. Then we want to look at the data, okay? And the important data, because if you've ever worked with any sort of marketing or PR agency, you know that we can have fun with numbers and we can make something look really, really impressive. That's not, oh my gosh, just got a million impressions. Great. Nobody clicked on it. Nobody converted it. No money was made, but you got a million impressions, right? And so we really want to make sure we identify the metrics that do matter. So on the B2C side, a lot of times that's retail. So you're looking at straight dollars and cents, right? Especially in the digital side and e-commerce e-commerce store is much more interested in 
their sales than they are their email subscription signups. Whereas on the B2B side, many times filling out a form or scheduling a meeting is the first step in Mm -hmm. having a conversation uh, that's going to take a longer sales cycle to be able to make that sort of money. So we want to understand what's important, right? Is web traffic important? Are form fills important? Calendar fills? uh, What what are those important metrics that we really want to track week over week and then identify what our weekly goals should be if they're going to hit our annual goals? So we want to break down that data so we know what we're what we're playing with. And then lastly, we want to break down our buyer personas. And so ideally, we don't have any more than three, because if you have too many market segments, it can be really, really cumbersome. But some companies, uh, you know, are, can be that exception. But we want to break down those buyer personas and recognize what makes each of your different customer types unique. So what are their desires? What are their pain points? What are their tendencies? How should we approach each of them? And so we build all of those things out. And we've now, here we are in this bucket and we've got the foundational elements. Eh, great. And I think that a lot of companies can do that. And everyone gets really excited because ideating this stuff is fun. It's fun, right? Talking about where we want to go and envisioning ourselves, making millions and millions is great. Talking about you know what we stand for and how we're going to communicate is great. And who we're going to go after, really identifying that target market and knowing the numbers we got to hit, like everyone can rally around. But then you have to show up the next day and start working towards the goal. And I think a lot of people get lost there. And that's the next part of the structure that we really try to simplify. And so this is definitely more skewed towards the uh, business to business uh, companies, Mm -hmm. but we just put all of the marketing, so what we do is we take each of those buyer personas or your customer segments, right? So, you know, we, we take those and we say, for this person, how do we attract them as a prospect? How do we convert them as a prospect into an opportunity? How do we close them from an opportunity to a, uh, to a customer? And then how do we delight them as a customer? So we go into those four buckets and that's when we start getting tactical right? Okay. We know where we want to go. We know who these people are. So what are we going to do? What are we going to invest in? Are we going to invest more in a sales approach and have companies cold calling our target audience? God, I hope not. Uh, Are we going to try (laughs) inbound leads with uh, via SEO or paid search or even paid social? Are we going to try and build strategic partnerships and try and get a co-market to get in front of some of the right people? Are we going to educate with webinars and, and even try to invigorate our current database. You know, what are we going to do to attract these prospects? And then we identify the creative approach, and then we uh, identify any KPIs that we're looking at in each of these four buckets. So it okay. takes us through the entire sales cycle. Sorry, that was a lot. Any, that was a lot. So so here's so one of the things I want to kind of wind back. I know that you said this this and i know that your business focus tends to be business to business but i based upon what you said austin i want the audience to hear also that those buckets that you're talking about and the decisions that you're talking about make sense what if you are going towards a particular avatar or a particular kind of client that you work with you still need to identify what are their pain points where do they hang out are you are you more likely to to connect with them through social media? Are you more likely to connect with them through speaking engagements? Are you more likely to connect with them through you know reaching 
a, a decision maker in an organization because you want to be able to go into the organization and work with the leadership team or the whole. So all those things that you talk about, even though your company sort of business to business is them, I, I heard value in every single one of those, even if an audience member is saying, but I'm sort of my business directly to the consumer. I totally get that what you're talking about would be valuable there as well. Yeah, absolutely. It actually is the same process. It's just one of the steps happens a lot longer on the B2B side than the B2C side. So, and that's essentially converting them in, into a, an opportunity because uh, let's say you go into a, a retail store, right? You, and you want some clothes. So you've been attracted because you drove down the street and you saw the sign of the building and that looked cool. Okay. So then, you know, uh, the right day comes and they walk in and then a salesperson, you know, so we've now converted them. They're in the store, our cool sign worked. Uh, and now a salesperson comes up and, and asks them if they want anything. And, you know, and, and perhaps they engage, perhaps they don't. They try it on, they buy, you get their email when they buy, and then you send them an email. Seems like every single day from retail. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> to, uh, to, 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 to pitch them to come back. And so it is, uh, a similar process. It, I would I would say a lot of times on the digital side, especially with e-com, you go from I've never heard of this company to I'm buying a product in about three minutes because of an Instagram ad. Whereas you know right. some sales cycles with some of the larger B2B companies can take up to three years. So right, it's- you're exactly right. And so I would say for coaches, it tends to be more of we definitely have to build that no like trust factor, getting our message out, getting uh, inviting people into a form maybe to download a free yep. giveaway or some kind of. So our asks tend to be, you know, would you like to have a complimentary uh, session to experience coaching? That might be something that that a coach would offer or. Um, downloading something of value or inviting them to a free webinar or something that once again builds that that connection. And then we've got the whole audience that are listening who really want to get in front of decision makers in organizations or be able to facilitate and grow their business inside of organizations um, by training and um working with leadership teams and those kinds of things. And I think that in many ways, that cycle could could be like, you know, a three-year cycle and those kinds of things. So just yeah. a little bit, taking all the things that you said and sort of applying it to what I know people who are listening are doing. Absolutely. I mean, I think coaches, you know, it's funny, that whole cycle, I, I, I feel like with coaches, it's that delighting the customer ends yes. up becoming a major lead gen tool because I know for, for myself and my company, we had a, a coach who I absolutely loved and he was part of a, a system that's known as EOS and he was fan, he's fantastic. I mean, one of his goals though, as he joked when, when he pitched us was, I want you to fire me in a few years. Like I want you. I always to, say to my clients, if I'm doing my job, I'm working my way out of a job with you. Right. Yeah. So, so he did. And I've just felt like so indebted to him and all the, just the growth that he provided for me and uh, my business partner. And and so anytime I hear someone's interested, I'm like, Oh, you got to talk to Mike. You got to talk to Mike. He's the guy. Uh, Because I just, I I love him. I feel that, that amount of gratitude. And um, so it's something like, again, every business is, 
is different, but I, I can totally see where great coaches who do, who, I mean, cause you, you deliver these transformative experiences, right? You know, ideally. Yeah. Right. You know, it is you, I mean, talk about a job where you take people to the promise land, right? Like everybody wants to go somewhere and the kind of say, you are directly hired to help me get where I want to go. Um, and when you do that, and uh, it's so impactful, um, you know, and, and plus when you, with different business owners, typically they're in different networks with other business owners and everybody right. wants to help everybody out. So um, it's uh, it's really interesting how lead gen definitely fluctuates through different, uh, different industries. Right. And so yet we still have those, that structure that we all need, regardless of the, the kind of, of business that we have. And I, you know, when you're talking about the things that what what are some of the things that you share with your customers about how they delight their customers? Like, how do you get clear about delighting? I, mean, I think that like it, delight, it kind of comes down to two things, right? It's either educational or experiential, you know, and like there's those can definitely vary in different ways. But if you're, you know, for, for instance, I'll give you a great example. My coach, once everything started shutting down uh, in the pandemic, he just he gave me a call one day. He said, "How are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, we're good. You know, we're we're a digital agency. We're we're going to be all right." And you know, yeah, everyone's taking money from their event budget and throwing it to digital. We'll be fine. Uh, but he just called me out of the blue and he just started giving me all of this advice of what other companies do when there's like a downshift. And luckily, there wasn't a downshift, but like it just came out of nowhere. And because he knew we were in a position where. Oh my gosh! Like we we might be facing something we've never faced before, you know? Uh, right. You know, and it just it's it's like that surprise and delight kind of feeling. And so proactive, like, being proactive, and and not waiting absolutely. for you to reach out to him, but saying, "How are you doing? We're we're in a global pandemic right now." Absolutely. So I mean, that's that's a simple answer of like educate, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and an example of experiential you know, is, is very much what a lot of people are doing right now, this holiday season, you're, you're on the list, you're getting, you're getting the gifts, the gifts give you value, they make you feel good, they make you feel like you, you're, uh, you know, you're, um, the business is, is valued. So uh, I, I mean, and that's a small example, right? You can take customers out to dinner, you know, when you hit certain milestones, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've found that, like, I think that there's like, there, and, and I will Actually, I'm going to say something. I feel like it's so easy to ideate ways to delight customers. And it's a really hard thing to, to follow through on because nobody, like, because your livelihood doesn't d- depend on it, right? Your, your livelihood doesn't depend, your livelihood depends on continuing to grow your business, get more customers. But even like, you know, like you said, if, if your goal is to get, to not have to be there a few years from now, I don't, uh, think about a client you haven't talked to in two years, but you had a transformative experience. If you just send them something two years or five years after you started with them and said, wow, this is our five-year anniversary working together. I love those days. Thanks so much. I hope all is well. Like that would be so impactful. That would right. delight that happening. Right. And I because I think about that all the time. I'm like, oh, customer anniversaries. We should be celebrating those more, especially like uh, people who've been there longer. And then it's just all the things that get in the way and what kind of gift we can get them a book. And depending on who they are, we'll get them a book that will matter to them. Who's going to be responsible for that? Uh, right. You know, and then uh, like all, a lot of ideas, they go all over the place. And that's why 
again, going back to structure, when you make it pragmatic and you make it part of the system, this is how we're attracting. This is how we're converting. This is how we're closing. This is how we're delighting. This is the process. Love then it doesn't become so hard because it's not an idea. It's or the, it's not just spinning around and not without any place to land. You're sort of like, this is part of our process. And this is the way that we do that process. I love that, Austin. Love uh, that. It's a lot of fun. We'll return to my interview with Austin right after this message. Let's take a moment to focus on our intention around professional development and growth. It is a responsibility that we have as a professional to continue to grow and stretch and learn. And a great way to do that is through mentor coaching. Mentor coaching is a requirement for coach credentialing. It's also a requirement for ACC renewal of credential and must extend over a minimum of three months. So it's one of those things you really want to plan out. It happens to be a great way to earn core competency continuing education credits, which is something that we all need. I've just set the dates for my final two mentor programs for 2024. And I wanted to share that with you because A, I encourage you to be intentional about how you are earning continuing education and strengthening your skill set. And mentor coaching is my favorite way to work with coaches to do exactly that. Imagine getting focused time with a small group of like-minded professionals zeroing in on the coach partnership and our skills, getting one-on-one mentoring around the specific things that you want to grow in, and like I said, earning those core competency credits along the way. Now, I have two remaining groups, as I said, for 2024, and they're already filling. So if you'd like to know more about the process, explore it at starcoachshow.com slash mentor, starcoachshow.com slash mentor. And if you enroll in one of my upcoming spring or fall programs, I've got a special gift for you to keep you engaged during those months while you're waiting for those programs to begin. Check it out and let me know. And now let's get back to the show. So so what else do you, you know, is important to put those blocks together and, and to make a flow occur so that it's not just, oh yeah, and that, oh, and that, which is the way that I think some of us operate when we're when we're without structure. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm not the first person to say this, but a lot of us out there are really trying to stop what we call the random acts of marketing, which is essentially the ideas we have that we kind of like act on, we hear something. I started in social media in 2008. So like, I'm, I'm like 15 years into this. And I can't tell you all the times a small business heard about another business that was really social media savvy on the newest and latest thing. Like, well, oh, well, let's, let's pay somebody to do that for us. And it's like, no, that company did it because they were authentic. They could speak to people on that platform that were their target market and they could persuade them. Okay. So it's really trying to help people understand based on who they are and their authentic voice, what it is that they're going to be able to do to actually make marketing 
move the needle to sales, right? And so anytime anybody has an idea, I challenge it. Not in a bad way, but, uh, you know. It's like, challenge well, is if, important. What if we do this? Great. Where does that go? Are we going to be attracting, converting, closing, or delighting because of that? And, and social media is a great example because uh, I, I hear people all the time like, oh, I, I could I could use LinkedIn more. Okay, great. That's, that can be very impactful. How do you want to use it? Uh, I don't know. I just see these people posting all the time. And what we could do is we could, yeah, I, we just hired somebody right out of college and they can, they can just do a post in my account like every day, right? Good. going to be interesting. Well, I mean, I'm sure they can come up with something. I'm sure they could come up with something and it won't be very interesting. Um, you know, thought leadership does require the leader to be the one to have the thoughts. Uh, you know, so then it kind of says, then you kind of go, okay, let's say you really do want to utilize this. Okay. All right. You know that you're connected to your network. So if you're out there and you're putting out valuable content on your personal LinkedIn at a very minimum, that should be a part of the delight process. Now, if you're lucky and your, you know, your customers like what you're saying, maybe they'll tag somebody in one of your posts, if it's relevant to them that you haven't met before. Maybe they will share it and they will put it in their timeline to somebody who needs it at the exact moment. I think that happens from time to time, but I don't think that it's necessarily the best use case of how to attract a prospect. You know, I would say sales organizations, you know, anybody in a sales organization right now would be screaming like, no, use, use like and connect with people, authentic messages. You can connect with 20 people a day or whatever it is at this point. And, and you know, uh, and, and I mean, we all have those. I'm, I'm sure your inbox is full every day of a bunch of people you don't know who, hey, you just want to. Uh, I just, so, I, I know that you want to work with me. I don't know you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm just saying that there's a lot more authentic ways that we, we, we try and get people to do that. Um, so can you give same- some examples of more authentic ways to connect? Or to, to, so you're, you're talking about what, what doesn't make sense. Let's talk yeah. about what does make sense. That's, that's a, it's a great question. Um, I, somebody posed this to me on a podcast, uh, right before I, we hopped on uh, a couple weeks ago, said, what are you doing this for? And I was like, well, my company went virtual during the pandemic as a lot of people did. And, you know, back, back in the day, we, I would go to a lot of these local events to try and make, meet like-minded people and just see what was out there and what smart people were doing and, and, and whatnot. And that can, that still exists a little bit, but I got two kids and I got all this stuff and you know what I kind of found just hopping on really interesting people's podcasts has been a really awesome way to make authentic connections. Right. Like it's, you know, especially if like I'm, I'm here to get some value to learn a little bit about the coaching world. And I hopefully I'm providing a little bit of value and how to structure marketing efforts and after this, you know, we're, we are now linked on, uh, we're, we're on LinkedIn together and that's an authentic connection. And mm-hmm. maybe I see something that you post that is going to be helpful for one of my clients, or maybe you see something that I post that might be helpful for one of your clients. And that's an authentic way to make real connections and relationships. Now, not everybody wants to be on a podcast, but just taking that example at no point did I have any expectation of coming here and chatting with you. And I don't think you had any expectation chatting with me that one day we're going to do business together. Right. Or that, you know, I'm just going to sell, sell, sell. I mean, that's not, you want to come here and make a connection with people by giving them value. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would say any connection that you can make that provides value 
is what is going to be the, the type of networking that you're going to want to do. And maybe I know for a lot of coaches too, that you can, you still have a local play. I hope I, I miss a lot of local. I'm not going to lie. Like I, uh, I, I, I like the flexibility of the remote world. I'm not, but uh, I'm an extrovert. So I, uh, I often do find myself going to lunch and just talking to the waiter uh, uh, on a random Wednesday. Uh, but um, no, I, I think what you're saying is right. I, I mean, make, making real connections. And it, I always think it's, it's if there's somebody that you want a connection to, a great way to look is, is to see if you have any like mutual connections and to be able to say, hey, what, let, let me know about this person. Let me know about th- this person because it seems like somebody I'd like to get to know, but at the same time, I don't want to bother him with a cold email or say, oh, hey, I see you know Bob. It's like, I, you know, ask Bob, would you be willing to make an intro? And a lot of times people are willing to do that as long as it's, again, comes from an authentic and earnest place. And I think a lot of times if we if we get the word sell and we cross it out and we, we put help instead uh, and, you know, we want to just help people, people are willing to listen on how they can be helped um, as long as it's not overtly a sale, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And, I, and I'm wondering, because you do so much business to business, whether that is one of the ways that your customers have gotten in front of organizations, because it's not easy to, like you said, it could be a three-year process of nurturing and engaging to get in front of decision makers or to, to have an organization sign on the dotted line to do business together. So what are some of the things that that your customers have done to market to businesses versus marketing directly to the consumer that have been successful. And one of the things we said is authentically sort of getting your word and your message out there. What else? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that digital marketing tactics such as SEO and paid search work really well. Um, It will be interesting to see how that is disrupted over the next five years with uh, some of the AI tools that are already being incorporated. But at the end of the day, you know, you're that's marketing to a need, right? Mm -hmm. So you are you are marketing to people. You you have what other people need, and you're marketing to them via search. And so I think uh, you know a lot of people will invest in them, and you know it can get costly uh, in, in certain ways. But if you again, if you go back and you know your data and you understand what your ROI looks like, you know how much you you know it you can uh, spend to acquire a new customer because you understand the lifetime value of your customer. I think when it comes to um, to messaging, one of the mm-hmm. things that helped people with is is to take a, a simple a again a simplified version of the this concept of, of story brand. So story brand was a book that came out a couple uh, years Great ago. Book. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and now it's like this overdone thing where they've got these consultants that you spend way too much money. I, I had a friend, she was she's a she's a business owner and she was like, hey, is anyone does story brand? Like I think of hiring a consultant. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're gonna be on a retreat and and a month from now we will story brand your company in 20 minutes uh, by time we, <laughs> uh, and sure enough, we did. And so the simple, simple version of it is just looking at it through this lens. Everybody would say, we got to tell our story. Nobody cares about your story because everybody's a hero in their own autobiography, right? right. So you look at your customer and you recognize that they are the hero in their story. And going back to my favorite that phrase, they've got a version of the promise land. Okay. And so your marketing, the way you talk should be about how you help them get where they want to go instead of 
who you are and why you are great. It's more Love that. Help, right? It's just, it's help. And, and I think looking at it through that lens. So if, if you're a coach, for example, instead of like, you know, you know, oh, I've been doing this for 35 years. I've seen all right. these systems and yet, great. Cool. I, I just told you my issue. I told you where I want to go and, and what's, what's holding me back. Help me, un- help me understand how through your guidance, we're going to get there. And then maybe sprinkle in some social proof. Tell me how a similar company that you've worked with did the exact same or help me understand some different um, avenues towards getting there that maybe I don't currently know. So you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of the lot of different things people can do. It starts with an authentic message, but when we, we talk about like really persuading people, a lot of times it's having that social proof. I mean, just as simple as having good reviews on your your um, you know, Google My Business or Yelp account, depending on what type of company. Or LinkedIn, yeah. You're having right? great like, recommendations, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. So I, I know any marketplace that, that we are in, we do a lot um our company has a lot of technology, particularly with uh, HubSpot as well, mm-hmm. um, which is a great tool to to organize all marketing and sales efforts. Uh, but you know, within that marketplace, we we always you know ask any customer who's had a positive experience to review, and we've got a lot of different people who come to us because they they've looked at that marketplace and thought, wow, we want a highly regarded agency. So anything that you can do to get your name in a place where people are talking about you in a positive way so that, you know, because we're all going to say we're the best. They're not that we're the best, that we're impactful, right? We're all impactful. We're going to do it. But mm-hmm. When somebody else talks about how impactful you work for them, it's just it's so much more powerful. Think about it as I go into a party, right? You show up, you're like, I'm the best. I'm the coolest. Hi, how are you? I'm awesome. That's great. But somebody goes, wait, who's that across the way? Who's talking uh, way too much? Oh, that's awesome. He's actually pretty nice. It just goes a little longer. Or you walk in and everybody goes, oh, Constant yeah, here. the alarm from Cures. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I love that. So having those, being intentional about asking for those testimonials or reviews, and then letting them speak for you. I love that, Austin, because really, who wants to listen to somebody go on and on about how how much impact they've had versus being able to review listen to what other people have said about how awesome it is to work with you. And there's there's a lot of different ways to do that. I was recently on a size recently signed up with a vendor who I I loved his social proof was he had his company's social proof. He had his happy client with video testimonials. And there was like a lot of them. And I was like like the sixth one and I was like sounds like this is actually pretty impactful. So I'm I'm in. Like I'm in. I, I like I like that. I thought it was a really good touch. That might be a cool little tip uh, for mm-hmm. for listening out there to to you know, especially if you're in person. And it, again, everyone gets really scared with video. You don't have to. These iPhones are awesome. They're awesome. Put it on cinematic mode. If 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 you, if you have one of the newer ones, uh, ask your ask a friend if if you don't, and just put it on there. Get them to say something really nice about you. It, I swear, it it, it it doesn't have to be hard. It, there's no. so many ways that we can simplify marketing. Love, love, love that. I can't believe that our time is already coming almost to a close. So I want to circle back around to make sure that we have touched and, and you've given such great information, but what, you know, that, that structure brings freedom, structure brings value, because when you have those foundational 
aspects, you're not spinning and running around like a chicken with your head cut off doing, you know what you're doing. I want you to say your four buckets again, because they're so impactful. Does it go in this bucket, this bucket, this bucket, or this bucket? So let's give your four. Are you, are you marketing to attract the prospect or to convert the prospect to an opportunity to close the opportunity into a customer or to delight the customer? Because what you're doing should fit into one of those buckets, if not multiple ones. Excellent. Anything else that we've left on the table? I mean, obviously, we could talk for days. But uh, anything key as a sort of a closing uh, thought that that you would like to share today? I will say that one of the challenges that that companies have is going, kind of going back to everyone gets rah-rah about you know, creating the vision and all of that. And then even creating the process you can get a little rah-rah about it as well. But following the process and sticking to it, that can be difficult. And that is where you have to make it a habit. We do a lot on on quarterly systems. And so, you know, one of the things that we'll do is we'll have like, this is our main goal this quarter. And and, and sometimes I'll I'll get pushback and somebody will go, but shouldn't that just be somebody's job? Shouldn't that just be like, why does that have to be their goal this quarter? And I I always go, it's not a habit. And until it's a habit, it's got to be a goal that we really focus on. And then once it becomes something that we're doing so regularly that we don't have to say it anymore, that's when we know that we're following the process and we're getting the results that we want to. I would say that just creating the process is, is not, not enough. You have to actually follow through and put those mechanisms in to be able to uh, to get that structure uh, that you need to, to know what you're doing and hit your goals hopefully week over week, month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year. Love it. Austin, thank you so much for bringing your expertise to the Star Coach Show. It has been delightful to spend time with you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Meg. This was a blast. Okay. Are you thinking about your buckets and what buckets you need to pay attention to? Thank you to Austin LaRouche for giving us this insight into our marketing and help create a firmer foundation for what we are building upon as business owners. If you want to know more about Austin and the work he does, go to starcoachshow.com slash 376, starcoachshow.com slash 376 and grab the links to connect with him. Or if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Grab the links below this video. My conversation with Austin continues in the Star Coach community where you can get extra special content from every one of our amazing guests, as well as four live events a month for a very nominal fee. Think about what focusing in on your coaching one hour a week would do to expand your confidence, your competence, and your community. Check it out at starcoachshow.com slash community, starcoachshow.com slash community. Next week, I'm going solo. I love my solo shows with you to share some insight or perspective that I have learned over my years of being an executive coach, a mentor coach, a coach instructor. So come back next week so we can have some one-on-one time together. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome week. Mm-hmm.